Log Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. Look, if you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. The number is 347-326-9470. Or if you like, you can tweet me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio. And you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. The book is the place to get a good look at your love. Yeah, but love is the place to get a good look at your love. 
D. Amari Jackson is the book looks creator, writer, and executive producer. He's a media specialist, published author, and an award-winning journalist with over a decade of national experience. Amari was the 2002-2003 recipient of the George Washington Williams Fellowship from the Independent Press Association, a former chief of staff of a New Jersey state senator and former senior vice president for the Jamestown Project, a Harvard-based nonprofit. Amari, who did his undergraduate and graduate studies in political science at Swarthmore College in the New School for Social Research, is the author of the novel The Savion Sequence, published by Brand New Words in 2011. His writings and articles have appeared in a wide variety of national and regional publications, including The Progressive, In These Times, Shelter Force, Rethinking Schools, News One, Black America Web, the Detroit Free Press, and the Independent Weekly. Amari is also a scriptwriter and songwriter who composed Stars All Fall, one of several projects with the Atlanta-based artist-producer Zion Birdsong. Cerise Carney Nunez is the book Look's executive producer and contributor. She's a writer, speaker, and literary advocate is an award-winning author of the children's books I Am, Barack Obama, 2009, I Dream for You a World, A Covenant for Our Children, in 2007, and Nappy, in 2006, as well as songs of a sister mom, Motherhood Poems, in 2004. I Am Barack Obama won a 2009 Honor Award from Skipping Stones Multicultural Magazine. Cherise is the executive producer of the book Look, an online TV show, digital property that connects African-American readers, authors, and celebrities, and literary events. She is also the founder of a publishing company, Brand New Words LLC, and a successful publisher of children's books where she began concentrating on digital publishing as early as 2007. A graduate of Harvard Law School where she was a schoolmate of President Barack Obama and a former poet laureate of her alma mater, Lincoln University. Cherise has been a featured blogger on News One and a speaker or presenter for numerous national and regional organizations. She resides in Washington, D.C. with her husband of over 17 years, Harvey Nunez, who is the Book Looks producer and audiovisual specialist. He has been in the entertainment industry as a freelance television producer, videographer, voice personality, master of ceremonies, and professional DJ for more than 20 years. As a producer and videographer, Mr. Nunez specializes in sports news and has worked with many organizations and athletes, including CBS News, BET Mad Sports, BET Marketing, Special Events, HBO Sports, Howard University Television, and has worked with Marion Jones, Island Iverson, Layla Ali, and Rod Woodson, just to name a few. Cherise Carney Nunez, welcome back to... A Measure of Truth. Thank you, Michael Fordham. It is wonderful to be here again. Wow. And you know, I was reading the bios and what a team you guys are. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We really do complement each other. And so I definitely want to take the opportunity to to introduce you to Diamari Jackson. Um, who is the Book Looks creator, uh, writer, and uh, an executive producer along with myself, and my my other half, I won't say my better half, Harvey Nunes. 
<laughs> you won't say your better half. Maybe, I won't maybe say next my time. better half. <laughs> maybe next I'll time. take it. I, I will take it. <laughs> but but Harvey Harvey is um is our producer and audiovisual specialist. Wow. You know, so Let's talk about how this all began because, you know, we can see all your talents and, you know, once you put everything together, it's a lot easier to see how well that, you know, you guys could work together and make the uh, book look the success it is. But tell us a little bit about the thought process and and who who started it and and what was the whole concept about initially? Uh, Yeah, hey, Michael, this is uh, Amari and hopefully you can hear me okay. Yes, I, I can. Okay, okay, wonderful. And actually, before I start, I'm actually going to tell you, of course, about how the uh, inception of the book, look how it came along. Uh, but I first want to say that the theme song uh, that you just heard, the book, look theme song, which is our new uh, theme song, uh, that's an exclusive. And, oh, uh, awesome. That's, first, that's actually the first time it's ever been heard because the theme song World just changed. premiere. <laughs> World premiere, there you go. And I was born... <laughs> that I plug the artist who's actually singing there and actually produced the track as well. Um, his name is Zion Birdsall, and he's the booklet's music, musical director. He's a very, very talented brother from the Atlanta area, and so we're mm. very, very privileged to have him on the booklet theme. Yeah. Uh, but regarding your question, uh, the uh, booklet was something that an idea I came up with uh, back in March of 2011. Uh, that's actually been yeah, about two and a half years now ago. And uh, it came about when I was promoting my novel, The Savion Sequence. And um, at the time, uh, when I was kind of uh, doing the touring thing with the novel, I was noticing the lack of platforms uh, for mm. authors that are out there, you know, in particular black authors, uh, right. for us to um, high-profile or high-visibility platforms for us to showcase our stuff. At the same time, I was also looking at the lack of uh, platforms for engaging readers, uh, and once again, particularly readers of African-American community of African descent, and I wanted to come up with a concept that kind of gave that platform to our community and uh, also uh, helped make books fun. Uh, When I was growing up, uh, books were always very much fun to me, as they still are to this day. And I was very much encouraged by my parents to be an avid reader, which I still maintain to this day. And I wanted to make sure that people don't look at books as if it's kind of uh, something that's either boring or something that they, quote, unquote, have to do, as many of us mm-hmm. do when we're trying to do school. And so it was kind of a way of bringing together all these elements in terms of making books fun, uh, making sure that people uh, were engaging in uh, literary um, vehicles, and uh, making sure that uh, African-American authors in particular had that platform to showcase their work. So uh, one night I was actually talking to Sharice on the phone, and I talked about this whole concept, and I talked about calling it the book look, and she loved the name. And then uh, she also recommended that one of her friends be our first host, uh, Alexander Morton at the time. And um, one thing led to another. Of course, you know, uh, Shavisa's husband, Harvey, is my best friend from back in sixth grade. And he, of course, <laughs> literally that long. And he, he of course, uh-huh. uh, it goes back to Jersey. Uh, but he, of course, is uh, out of Howard University with the communications uh, background, and so he was already in the video, obviously DJing and film and things like that. So one thing kind of led to another, and then you know, this is the rest is as they say is history from there. Wow, that's great. And and Sharif, you know, did you initially get the concept and the idea right away? Did you 
just literally lock on to it and say, wow, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, one great thing about us, as Amari referred to, is that we have all been friends for years. So I think we're kind of simpatico in that way. Uh, when when Amari first brought up the idea to me, I immediately saw it. Of course, I have been um, publishing and writing books since 2004. And when you are trying to pu- uh, publish and promote positive uh, images of the, around African Americans is very difficult, particularly African American children, as I do. Uh, it's very difficult to find those platforms, to find those um, those those uh, those tools that that uh, readers and 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 authors, particularly independent authors, can utilize to really get the word out about what we're doing. Um, I found a lot of challenges in that regard in the work that I was doing with um, with 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 um, with Nappy and um, the Children's Covenant and I am Barack Obama and um, and my work. And so when uh, Amari and I first talked about the book look concept, I immediately got it as an independent author, and I knew that. Uh, authors and and our community would get it right away too once we were able to really get going with the project and and give it some life. Yeah, and you know we really live in an amazing time where people who want to do the right thing and know what needs to be done can actually get out there on some level and do it for themselves and you know try an idea and a concept out whereas before. Um, there was the internet and an opportunity to, you know, put videos on YouTube and produce content and broadcast it on your own. You you really just had to wait in line with a number of other people who thought they had an idea as good as yours. So tell us about how that has really um, helped you to just, you know, be able to be as carefree and focused on exactly what you want to do in producing the concept for the book look. This is Amara. You guys want me to take that, guys? Sure. Uh, sure. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, we are pretty much everything is, um, as you said, in terms of obviously technology. Uh, the timing is very, very right for a concept like the book look. And uh, when uh, Shreesh and I were having that initial discussion, then of course later on talking more with Harvey as well, uh, we talked about how obviously you know technology and where the African American community is in terms of uh, literature and the changing that's going on, all of the changes that Sharice alluded to briefly just now in terms of publishing as well, uh, it was very important for there to be something that people could hang on to because you know a lot of folks are intimidated by ebooks, <laughs> a lot of folks are intimidated mm-hmm. by changes in technology and publishing that are happening mm-hmm. very very rapidly. In fact, the major publishers, as you know, are intimidated by all these changes as well. And they're right. still trying to, of course, um, uh, uh, latch on to something and trying to find their market or trying to maintain their market. And a lot of them are not doing a good job of that as well. And, of course, you know, major booksellers are having trouble with their closing down as well. So in mm-hmm. this time of constant flux, this time of transformation, you know, having a vehicle which fits to the adheres to the technology and can reach a bunch of people through obviously social media and social uh, marketing and networking is something that is very, very uh, viable we feel at this time and in the way that it has grown 
over the last two years is pretty much a testament to the fact that uh, we feel it's definitely a right vehicle at the time. So, to answer your question, yeah, the uh, uh, at this particular time, producing a vehicle like the uh, Book Look, and I'm sure Harvey would agree with this, producing a vehicle like the Book Look is right on time. It's consistent with the technology and something that we feel would uh, fulfill a very real need within the African American community. Now, yeah, my next yeah. question is for Harvey, because, Harvey, you're coming out of media, so you understand how things are, are done traditionally. And basically, mm-hmm. you know, you understand some of the hurdles that a person would have to go through um, to be able to produce content. And all the, you know, all the 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 people above the talent that would have a say-so in actually getting the product out there. And so now uh-huh. you have free reign to be able to produce this. <laughs> um, tell us of some of the things that you really appreciate about being in the position you're in now as a, you know, the producer, videographer, and um, technical person with the book look. Right. Well, I think um, Amari hit it on the head also where he said times are changing. Mm-hmm. So we had to kind of delve right into the change. Um, the gatekeepers are somewhat gone. (laughs) So with the advent of like YouTube and, you know, Vimeo and all these, you know, different places that you could post your videos. Yeah. It's like free reign right now for creativity. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some pros and cons to it because you, we are at a point that we will see a lot of, a lot of new things coming. Um, And hence, we came with the book look. Um, what I was noticing was that people were on YouTube just posting anything. Exactly. And, you know, and some videos look rough and crude. So what um, we had a little edge by doing was, um, since my skills were TV and also music, um, with that original concept of making reading fun again and um, – we just took that concept and added uh, my knowledge as far as shooting it, what it should look like, right. um, try to get as clean as possible, you know, videos, um, and also mic'd well so that people can hear good, clean, you know, interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with that, you know, combination, we were able to go into a lot of these book fairs, uh, BEAs, um, which is the Book Expo, America, uh, we were um, going in places like that. We were going into Atlanta, the book club conventions, and we were just embraced walking through the door. And we're Mm -hmm. like, wow, okay, Um, this is kind of different. You know, usually, like you said, there would be gatekeepers. You have to talk to this person, talk to that person. And we were embraced from day one. And I think it kind of gave us the inclination that I think we're on the right track with this. Right, and right. Each year we have grown larger and larger and larger, and we have some amazing interviews uh, from Hill Harper, Cornell West, um, Tyrese, uh, um, Terry McMillan. You know, just people were just really embracing our concept. And so mm-hmm. now, this is why we're here right now. Uh, we're in the right place at the right time with the right vehicle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's some hidden things out there that people really don't get. Um, generally, a person, um, what you're really out there doing is you're giving artists opportunity, right? And otherwise, mm-hmm. they would get the, you know, the, the short soundbite if they could ever get on television or radio somewhere. And, and that doesn't mm-hmm. really give 
the wh- whoever the audience might be, it doesn't give them a piece of that person that they need. And, and it's all about really reaching out to your audience and being able to share a little bit more outside of what you do as an art form. And uh, and I think that's why people perk up right away when they see what you're doing as opposed to what they would have to go through with a publicist and, you know, three or four attempts and trying to do the same thing just to get out there on a platform uh-huh. that appreciates them. Yeah. Well, that that's very true. And I can follow up um, and support that by just adding that um, <clears throat> the publishing industry is going through or has really gone through some major changes as well. They are major publishers, even even authors who um, who are publishing through major publishers. They are not getting the kind of um, marketing budgets as they had in the past. Mm-hmm. And so it is really incumbent on every author, whether you are independently published, whether you're published via a major publisher, medium-sized publisher, whatever it is, but every author is really responsible for getting the word out and for engaging their own readers, their own audience. And Mm -hmm. so, therefore, the time is just really right for a vehicle like the Book Look to come along and to to create that space to help authors do that. Uh Yeah, and, and it's real important, too, that each of those people not only get that opportunity that I spoke of before, but with a recorded content that's on demand and easily accessible on the Internet, that gives a person an opportunity to duplicate themselves and to get more exposure with less work as well, so it's more effective. And um, just tell us, how did that play into how you're creating your content as well for each of your shows? It's a, it's a very good question, Brother Michael, and this is Amari. Um, the, we want to make sure in terms of content, because, you know, this is online. You know, there's been a lot of um, research done on attention spans, on the human attention span. And unfortunately, mm. in this day and age, uh, as you know, um, human attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. And they're getting shorter and shorter, not because of the fact that people are quote, not necessarily quote-unquote changing. They're getting shorter because we're conditioned to have shorter attention spans because of the way that media is constantly bombarding us with things and giving us messages over and over again. And so what happens, because obviously back in the day, you know, before everybody was heavy into doing a lot of stuff online, when movies were three hours long, you know, unlike movies today are like, you know, going to a drive-thru, you know, it's an hour and a half and you're out. And so a lot of that whole American attention span has changed. So very, we had to very, be very realistic about that. And the traditional book discussion, although it's something which I love, is something that we didn't necessarily think would be the most appropriate thing for this particular format. So for this format, we wanted something that was very entertaining and had all those traditional elements in terms of being substantive, in terms of uh, doing uh, good readings with good stories, but at the same time uh, making sure that it was something that would would go cross generations, meaning that uh, younger folks may be attracted for different reasons, different visual reasons, than older folks may be. And mm-hmm. that we would give everybody a little piece of kind of what they wanted in it. And so, right. therefore, your segments only run, our shows run roughly about, I guess, seven minutes on average. 
those segments are pretty fast paced. We keep it moving, but at the same time, we keep it colorful, we keep it substantive, and we have an incredible on-air team that I should talk about as well, um, which uh, has done an incredible job of making sure that readers are staying engaged. We have folks like Amanda Webb, who, of course, is the host of our show, a wonderful host. She's a broadcast vet, and she knows exactly what she's doing, and she's very, very good in making sure that our transitions are smooth and making sure that she's keeping the show moving, keeping the energy up. And then, of course, with our reading segments, where we basically do features on two books. We have a book-to-look-for segment, and we have a feature book segment. And both of those segments are done in a way in which we have uh, uh, the readers captivating audiences. And one of those readers, of course, is here on the phone with us, the very talented Sharice Cornunez. And she's actually <laughs> who is an on-air personality as well. She's not just behind the camera. She's, of course, in front of the camera as well. And so and her reads have been very, very good in terms of bringing folks into uh, the process of a book and really tell the story of a book because, you know, human beings, one thing about human beings, regardless of how our attention spans have changed over the years, you know, from the beginning of time, as long as human be- beings have been here, uh, we are into stories. That's where we get missed from. That's Absol- where we pass Absolutely. Through, you know, and, of course, being people of African descent, the story is crucial and critical to us, critical to our existence, you know. And so we're very much into that, that storytelling process that our griots did. And we we, we try to uh, maintain some of that. We try to make sure that story is always being um, recognized, being valued, and being celebrated. And uh, the folks we have in front of the camera, folks like Kwame Alexander, and Kwame Alexander is on a planet of his own. He's he's a force (laughs) of nature. And if you ever seen one of his reads on our show, it's high energy. It's Mm -hmm. usually Engaging, funny, active, and so we try to make sure the artist storytelling is very much there. And of course, Sharice being the wonderful storyteller that she is herself, Minda being a poet as well as being our host, all of them have those aspects too, and they're very talented individuals. And I should say one more thing: I promise I'll be quiet for that at least for a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, we've got a lot more show to go. No, don't get silent <laughs> on me now. Go ahead. Sharice, <laughs> I'm going to get really tired of hearing me talk. <laughs> um, we also have a, a new editor that's been working with us, uh, who actually Harvey uh, came through Harvey and had been working with Harvey in a number of circles previously as an industry veteran, whose name is George Bolden Jr. And a lot of the very very smooth transitions that we're now doing in the show, a lot of the the raising, and of course Harvey will tell you, a lot of the raising of our production quality is mm-hmm. due to a lot of the stuff that George himself has brought to the table as well. Uh, we have other folks come in, like Jessica Ann Mitchell, uh, who is a Black Bloggers Connect, one of the leading Black Blogger networks uh, in the country, and she is a person who has come in to do reads from time to time. She's a book with partner, and we have people, of course, our original host, Alexandra Morton, who from time to time will come back into the show as well. So we've been really, really, really uh, blessed and privileged with a wonderful team of uh, professionals and a, a good bunch of people to make this thing pop the way that it pops. Yeah, yeah, and I was I was very impressed when I first saw the video, and um, you know, of course, Manda hit me too. Um, what you guys are doing, she's she's always in the know when it comes to um, authors and media and all of that. And um, yeah, I've had, of course, on the show a number of times, and um, yeah, we we've worked together on a number of projects. She's an extremely talented young lady, and. Um, the thing that I was so impressed with was the way that you guys used the green screen, you know, from the very <laughs> beginning and the graphics and everything that you used. And, you know, it, it was just very, very well done. And, you know, a lot of people dabble with, again, 
YouTube and videos and doing these types of things. But when you take the professional approach, but you leave off all the things that are unneeded based on the whims of advertisers and other people, um, you can really get a great product out there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, thank you. Um, the green screen concept is something that we want to do from the outset mm-hmm. um, because it gives you a futuristic feel. And if you look at our studio, and, of course, we encourage your listeners to definitely go to our website, go to thebooklook.com, go to the booklook online, go to our Facebook. We want you to take a look at it because we want to represent, we want to definitely represent futuristic readers the readers now but we want to take you somewhere each show should take you on a little journey and share a part of our culture and share a part of our history because someone said to me not too long ago that you are really recording our history and Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't really look at it like that I was like okay we're just going into these book fairs and book shows and you know we're doing what we do but at the same time it's important in that we are now, we are no longer just telling stories. We're no mm-hmm. longer just writing down on scrolls and on walls. We're no longer just writing in books. We are in this video age, so it's crucial that we, you know, document and log and store our history. And what you're getting from the book look is you're getting the story directly from the author's mouth. Right. You know, and, you know, so it's just been an amazing journey. It's only going to get better because more ideas are coming in. And as we get these new ideas, we're like, okay, let's try this now. Let's try mm-hmm. this now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, we never run out of ideas. Sharif yeah. is always thinking. You know, Amari, he's always thinking. I'm always thinking. So, you, you know, the best is still yet to come on the book look. Yeah, and, and and the way things are now, um, it's no holds barred. I mean, you guys can try every single concept and, you know, go in any direction you'd like, you know. And um, when you want to try something new, there's no one telling you, no, not this week, you know. And, and that's just <laughs> awesome. So this is what I'm talking about, and this is what's so exciting to me about right now. There are so many people out there, and I'll tell you um, – There are so many people out there in media who have a job in media that have ideas and concepts, but they will not get studio time where they are to be able to try to explore some of these new ideas because, you know, there there are still the powers that be that have to say yes. But now you can get out there and do these things on your own. And when you show how you guys have put together something as, as quality as this, I think other people are catching on, too. They'll start to say, yeah, that's great. Not only kudos for them, but, you know, I have to realize now my barrier has left the building. So now I can pretty much do what I want. I just need to find a a team of people that can help me to to pursue the the creative um, concept that I have in my mind that's been just, you know, keeping me up late mm-hmm. at night, you know? So, right, right. And you know? that's what we want to do. We want to also, our next phase is to bring in more authors who mm-hmm. also have visions. Mm-hmm. And we are, this is a full production house that we have. It's a full production house now. So if you're an author and you have a good idea and you want to see it laid out on screen, we can handle that for you now. 
mm-hmm. because at first we didn't have a studio. We were using little small places. I mean, really, like that song goes, started from the bottom, now we're here. We <laughs> really started from the bottom. We mm-hmm. shot on green screen paper is where we started. We shot on green screen paper. We couldn't even afford regular green screen. Uh, so we said, drop, okay, huh? let, yeah, let's just get some paper. We put it up. We saw how that looked like. We are like, ah, okay, you know, we did some specials on that. Then we borrowed a green screen from a friend. That was kind of small. That was cool. And you know what? No one knows this sitting at home, but – you know, but we've been getting better as we go along. We've been improving. So we just didn't come out with all this HD stuff. We came out with what we had, and we built on it. And so what you see right now and what you just said makes me feel really good. And, you know, um, in that you're seeing growth <laughs> each week. Mm-hmm. Mama is getting so much better with her reads and what she does. We're getting better with the editing and lighting and sound. So, yeah, as I was saying earlier, the best is yet to come for the book look. No, that's great. That's just awesome. And um, and you mentioned, too, the impact that it has when you're, you're in the arena um, where authors are trying to promote themselves. So you, you get even a better idea and concept of some of other things than what you're doing now that you can develop or integrate into what you're doing that better helps them as well. So, right. you know, this is an ongoing thing, and I, and I can see it. Sometimes you just need to put yourself in the position, and then from there you'll learn, just like you said, most of what you need to do just in the process itself. Oh, that's yeah. almost like the fire-ready fire ready aim concept that we use. <laughs> oh, yeah? Tell us about that. Sharif, tell us about the pirating. <laughs> boy, we've been married for a while. He's taken my stuff. He's brought it on as his own. I love it. I love it. So Fireready Aim is um hey, it's like this. You know, we spend a lot of time, you know, we learned, uh, you know, back in the day we we learned ready aim fire, but what you find sometimes is that you spend so much time trying to get ready and 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 you know trying to just trying to trying to get ready and trying to aim and just trying to figure out you know what you should and shouldn't be doing you spend so much time that you never actually ever do anything and so what we like to do sometimes is we like to say you know what let's let's fire first Let's fire, you know, because when you fire first, then it can help you. It can help you figure out exactly, okay, where you really should be aiming, you know, and then you can get ready, and then you can go ahead and launch, you know, in the direction you really need to be going. So, you know, we we like to throw out, you know, that 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 ready aim fire thing. We we throw that out. We like to go with the with the fire. There ready, fire, aim, and then get ready. That's what we yeah, like. <laughs> right, because you can always adjust. In, you can uh, always adjust. Yeah, that's awesome. That is really awesome. So you've learned quite a bit from what you guys have been doing, and and since you know we're we're talking about social media, and um, it, it's a brand new animal for all of us in media, and it's something that seems to have a life of its own. I mean, you you try something and you think one thing is going to go well for you, but then something else goes even better that you did not even put as much effort in. So tell us, um, how are you 
you know, using that process? How are you implementing that based on what you've learned? And are, are you documenting it as well? Some of the things that you assumed would be a, a, a best practice, but then found later on down the road that um, things actually work out better another way? Yeah, we actually have that process going on constantly. It's it's a constant process of reevaluation, and I'll give you some examples of that, uh, some recent examples of that. Uh, there were certain segments that were put in the show based on kind of that social networking environment because we wanted to make sure we were being responsive to our audience. And mm-hmm. uh, actually, one example is that this last show, we just started this thing called the blue segment, which is the uh, blue stands for BLU or Book Look Upload segment. Because guess what? People are coming to our site and they're, of course, uh, being encouraged to upload their covers, upload their titles, so everybody can kind of see what they're doing. You know, what the, everybody wants the platform to promote their books. So we're providing that platform and we're telling folks, hey, when you come to thebooklook.com to sign up for your free profile, that you also can, of course, put your book cover up there and there's a very good chance that we could probably grab some of those covers and they'll appear on the show. You know, and so the blue segment was done because of that responsiveness to the environment that we now live in, being this you know high social media, high tech environment that we live in. Another example of that is our blast segment, uh, which stands for the uh, book, look, book look author spotlight. And what that is is that is actually that's an in person thing where we came up with that I think maybe about three episodes ago or so because we're going around to so many different book fairs and of course, you know, our cameraman Harvey, he's running around like crazy getting all mm-hmm. these folks in the camera. You know, he's filming tons of celebrities, having celebrity interviews and of course before I even go to the back to the blast segment, you know, we've been we have people like uh, Harvey said uh, Hill Harper, uh Walter Mosley, um uh, Michael Baysden, Octavia Spencer, uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith, Booker T. Madison, uh, Trice Hickman, Cornell Legacy. West, <laughs> <laughs> Jerry McMillan, uh, Jamal Joseph, Judy uh, Smith. Yeah, scandal. scandal, right? <laughs> oh, nice. Right. Yeah. Right. All giving us love. I mean, seriously, yeah. as soon as we walk in the door, I had mm. no idea. These guys talking me into doing it. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> and so we walk in the door, and next thing you know, we're sitting down talking to Judy Smith. We're sitting down talking to Lettucey. Uh Two days later, I'm getting a phone call from Judy Smith, and I'm like, well, wow, she's the executive you know, producer of Scandal. Well, you know, what's she doing calling me? But, uh, <laughs> you know, everyone has a book out now. I mean, so many right. people have books. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, people think for people thought for a minute that books were going down. No, 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 books aren't going down. The stories are still being told. The stories are still being written. Books are coming back. Books are on the upswing. You know, people are always going to need the hardcover book when you're on a train, when you're on the beach, wherever. People are are now doing, you know, e-books. So, you know, but reading is on the rise. Writing is on the rise Mm -hmm. at this point. And we want to be that wave that's coming with that HD quality, that digital, you know, show format that is that is truly giving books the glory and writing the glory that it needs mm-hmm. and deserves. Right. right. And, and, you know, it's, there's really no better way of doing that than to f- somehow implant yourself in the social media because mm-hmm. that's the hub and the tool that I think that, um, it gives any expenditure uh, a great deal of power and authority that you wouldn't have otherwise. Uh, you talked about how people are running to you. 
Um, I think that people who are higher up in media, they recognize what you guys do as something else. They see it clearly. They may even see it better than you do. Just how powerful um, mm. your potential influence can be in the marketplace. Mm. That's good that you say that. <laughs> because we have been approached by <laughs> some of the upper uh, you know, echelon, as we could mm-hmm. say. But I'll let Amari, you know, I'll let him go for that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's have it. Spill it. Oh, no problem. <laughs> we actually have been uh, approached, and we are kind of flirting still with the idea of also using the social media side and even the TV side. Now, of course, TV is a more traditional platform, uh, but there's nothing that says right now that we can't do both. However, that said, Mm -hmm. we're very happy with where we are because, you know, with the social media, there's things you can do uh, that we've talked about, you know, this hour thus far that are just really, really um, conducive to uh, nowadays, conducive to technology, conducive to being very fluid and hitting your audience where they are, you know, that TV doesn't allow for, you know. So whatever happens, we're definitely going to always be have that social media presence that's very uh, important in this day and age. Um, and I'd also like to say one other thing, too, regarding the fact that we actually do, uh, speaking about people uh, approaching us and us uh, making relationships and partnerships, um, the book look is not an entity by itself. We have some very valuable partnerships with very valuable folks, new and old, who have helped make the book look what it is. And if you've ever heard of ALBC.com, you know, the African American Literature Book Club run by a very good brother out of New York named Troy Johnson. And Troy has been very much, you know, a, a standard bearer in the industry for a number of years when it comes to black literature and a champion of it. And ALBC is um, basically AALBC is one of the oldest and most established online platforms, uh, social media platforms uh, in the nation for black books. And it's the biggest and it's the most recognized. You know, we also made partnerships with Black Art in America. Uh, black Art in America, blackartinamerica.com, and a good brother named Najee Dorsey, um, who pretty much has the leading online a social platform uh, for visual artists. And so we're bringing books and art together because one of the things that um, I should mention before when I talked about what would be incentive for starting this thing, well, it was, of course, about books, but it's also about going beyond books to a certain extent as well because we feel that if we go beyond books that we can increase the audience for books. And we're, and we're actually championing books by doing that. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I wanted to do was make relationships and partnerships with folks in the visual arts world, you know, people like Black Art in America, entities like that, so that therefore we can share. You know, we can share in terms of content. And now, uh, actually, our last episode you may have seen, Najee Dorsey actually has a segment uh, on our, um, our Art by the Book segment on the, on the Book Club show now because we're bringing these uh, audiences together, and he has a massive audience. You know, his audience is uh, the biggest, once again, biggest visual art um, 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 platform in the country and for, uh, for black visual art. And so, therefore, those kind of partnerships are very important in helping the book club be what it is and reach the audience that we're reaching. And also, we did recently come up with a major sponsor, our first major sponsor, and that was Industrial Bank, Industrial Bank out of the Washington, D.C. area. And they, of mm-hmm. course, are the oldest and uh, most established uh, uh, black bank in the D.C. area. And uh, they, of course, have been a partner as well. So we're making those partnerships and making sure that the things we're doing online are done in a fluid fashion and being done in a way uh, that we can give our best face to the audience. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I'm telling you. Um, I, I knew I was going to be impressed, but yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> I am really impressed. And, um, you know, as I talk to you guys and I hear your passion about what you're doing, man, I see success all over this and I just love it, you know, well, thank because you. and you guys are blazing a trail and, um, you know, it, it's all about the first adopters. I mean, you guys are the ones that really learn this process through trial and error. And um, I'm, I'm sure you're going to have a lot to share with others in the future um, who may be looking to um, just branch out in the media themselves in whatever form it may take. But, um, you know, I, I'm just I'm just floored. I'm sure my listeners are as well, because you guys have you guys have really put it down. So um, well, I want to go ahead and make sure before we get away and because um, we're about 15 minutes left in the show now. I want to make sure that everyone talks about, um, you know, their direct connections as far as websites and Twitter line feeds and all of that stuff. So why don't we go ahead and start with you, Amari? Sure, no problem. Uh, well, of course, our site is thebookwork.com. And uh, once again, I encourage folks to come there uh, to start a discussion, uh, join up for free and become what we call a book looker. That's what we call our audience. We call them book lookers. <laughs> so make sure you can become a book looker today. Sign up at our site at thebooklook.com. Uh, we're on Facebook uh, at the Booklet TV. Of course, just go to the search for the Booklet TV on Facebook, and you'll come to our Facebook page. We're on Twitter as well uh, at the Booklet TV. And uh, we, of course, uh, promote the show online pretty heavily, and we appear at a number of big websites, including ALBC.com and about 10 other websites in the African-American community. But you can always catch the episodes, of course, at our actual site uh, where we have a full archive of our shows and past shows. And so please, by all means, uh, come to our site and become a booklooker. All right. And Harvey? Oh, definitely. I want to encourage people to join the uh, Booklook Social Definitely, and start a conversation, and we will, you know, we do our homework, we check the social, and we join in, and we'll talk with you, and um, you could also friend me directly on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, um, Harvey Haas Nunez. Uh, my DJ name is DJ Haas, um, and um, I have a bunch of people from Orange, New Jersey listening today, too, so I want to shout them out. Uh, my crew from Howard University, I want to shout them out as well. But definitely um, join us on the BookLook social. Go to thebooklook.com. Send us a message. If you're an author and you have an idea or you have a book and that book has just been sitting, you need to contact us. You need to hit us on the BookLook because you never know. We could put your book on blast. So mm-hmm. I just want to, you know, encourage the authors out there, because I can't tell you how many places that we've been to. I travel a lot with my wife, Sharice, and when she came out with Nappy, when she came out with I Am, you know, um, Barack Obama, and just seeing how many people would come up to us and say, you know what, I've always wanted to write a book, but I just never put it, you know, I never put it all, you know, on paper. I never did. Now is the time. If you have a good idea, you need to do something with it. And if it's not a book, we can do a treatment for, you know, something else. Or maybe, um, you know, sometimes it starts with just, you know, you know, write that little thought down, write that idea down, but you never know what it can lead to. So we encourage people to, you know, continue to write, contact us, let us know what you're reading, um, what you're writing, and, you know, reach out to us. That's what we're here for. This is the book look. That's right. Don't be shy, guys. 
<laughs> All right, Sharice, go ahead and, and close this out. <laughs> well, they, I, I really can only add a little bit to what um, to, to what they've already said. Just as as an independent author myself, um, I just know personally how important it is to have um, to have a platform like the book club that's out there, that's out there to really connect um, authors and their readers. <clears throat> to connect celebrities and authors and readers and just really to support and to engage the African-American book community. So, again, I definitely encourage everyone to sign on to thebookluck.com. We call it the Book Look Social, and that's because it's a social website in and of itself. So once you join, you will be able to upload, um, you know, video, photos, your book cover. Um, you'll be able to uh, friend people and, and uh, talk to us directly. So definitely encouraging people to do that. Um, just like Harvey said, I'm also on Facebook, so you can friend me. My name is Sharice Carney Nunez. It's with the hyphen. You may also, if you if you if you put that into Facebook, you may also find my author page. So you can feel free to like that as well. Um, <laughs> but just come friends with us, and we'll definitely let you know about what we're doing. I, I also no, try right. to keep with Twitter. I should also say that I have a Twitter um, profile. My Twitter profile is at Sharice Carney. And, you know, I, I talk a little bit about books and a little bit about the challenges of being a mom and, and a wife. <laughs> and, uh, have those conversations, too. But, you know, it's all about capturing our story, and that's really what the book look is out supporting. Wow. And, and guys, also, to hear a little bit more from Cerise Carney Nunez, um, on the show previously before this one, I believe it was 165. I may be wrong, but um, it's either 164 or 165, but um, you can definitely Google that show and, and listen to her and look forward also to shows with um, her husband, Harvey, as well as Armani. I mean, I'm sorry, Armari, I'm sorry, <laughs> coming up in the near future as well so we can hear a little bit more about them. I mean, mostly what we focused on was the work that they're doing and, and really their outreach to the community of authors that are out there. But um, there's still more. So well, we look forward to that as well. And I want to thank everyone for joining us. I mean, this has been a, a really lively conversation, and uh, we've shared quite a bit. And um, I, I'm sure down the road we can have another similar conversation um, about what the book look is doing in the near future, and it will just be as informative as it has been today. Mm -hmm, definitely. Really appreciate your us. All right. Well, you know, I've got a little something I just want to play for those people who are out there who are, you know, they're in a bind because they have something, you know, and there's someone that doesn't really believe that they can do what they think that they can do. And uh, here's just a little encouragement from an independent recording artist by the name of Stephen Long. And uh, he just tells the story so well of his own struggle, but, you know... It's always better on the back end than on the front end, um, but you just have to stay at the wheel, stay on the grind, and, you know, you'll make it too. Oh! Mm -hmm. Oh! Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. 
Failure is not an option. It's an opportunity. Look, I'm not perfect, and though I've made many mistakes, I'm not a failure. Why may you ask? Because I rarely give up on anything. I'm not afraid to take a chance and be wrong. Why? For in every mistake hides a lesson called wisdom. And guess what? I'm not concerned with what others may think about my failed attempts. That's just me. It has become a part of who I am, and I'm cool with that. The truth is, when others would watch me and criticize my actions and assume that they were watching me do it all wrong, in actuality, they were watching me learn, grow, become wiser, and eventually an expert in the very thing that I would later accomplish and then master. This has been the way I've learned since I was a child, and it's a process that I've embraced to this very day because it is the most effective way of learning that I know. A very wise man once said, There is a positive side to everything that we survive in our lives. Every defeat, hurt, humiliation, or sickness will either lead us to a better place or change the way we live our lives. Even the man who attempts the thing that was once thought impossible very often has little competition. What I'm saying is, don't be afraid to fail. Look, don't plan to fail, but be not afraid. We don't always get to choose how we will be taught life's lessons. Our only choice is how we choose to respond. We cannot simply say that maybe things will go my way next time or blow off our mistakes and then try again. We must resolve to learn the lesson hidden in our errors, stay true to ourselves, and the goal of the better person that we know that we're going to be through our trials, and resist our negative responses, attitudes, and placing blame on others. If we don't, truth be told, you have less time than you think to get it right. I guess what I'm really trying to say is that it's okay to fail as long as your failure is driven by a quest for knowledge, wisdom, and a measure of truth. Well, everyone, we've come to the end of another great show. Thank you for listening, and special thanks to our producer, Donna Hardiman, and our very special friend, Monda Webb, for bringing us the Book Look Crew. I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. And watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny.
Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you.